Today's episode is brought to you by Romer Skincare. Based out of Chicago, Romer launched a work-from-home, clean skincare line that covers all your skin needs with three easy-to-follow steps. Why you should check them out? Simple ingredients, effective results, a perfect upgrade if you're still washing your face with a bar of soap or that drugstore face wash. Right now, Romer Skincare is offering our listeners 15% off and a gift with your first purchase by using the code LISTENERS15. That's code LISTENER15 on their website, which is RomerSkincare.com. Impress your partner and get happy skin. That's free game for you. Yo, welcome back to Free Game the Podcast. It's your boy JYD Spy, aka Pixie the Fury, aka the Supreme Queen. That's Queen with the K. So this week I'm joined by a very good friend of mine, Reggie Tally, actor, entrepreneur, activist, all of those things, but more importantly, a very good brother of mine. So I'm just gonna jump into the episode. Mr. Yo, yo. Charlie, you in here? Hey, hey what's good? <laughs> I, I like the energy. I like the energy. Yeah, of course, man. Always. What's going on, man? How you doing? Chilling, man. Chilling, man. You have me up late writing these questions and stuff. You know, but it's all good. Hey, I respect it. I appreciate <laughs> you respecting my time. Absolutely. Absolutely. How's everything going? <laughs> It's good, man. I'm working on something. It's a, a lot of really amazing things. Like, we'll get into it. But but um, these last couple of days have been very auspicious. And so I can't exactly say what is happening right now because I have to sign a non-disclosure agreement. But uh, yeah, I've just you caught me at a good time. I've been, that's, I've been that's grinding good. away this morning. That's yeah, good so. to hear. It's always good when you're busy on that in that aspect. Yeah. For sure. How about yourself? What's going on? How you doing? Also, also good things, you know, things I can't really discuss yeah, right now, good, but man. things things cooking up. So, you know. Yeah, no, right? It's been a minute, man. This is the best time to grind when, when the, everything is hitting the wall. All right. And you have to make a way out of no way. Exactly. Don't make excuses. Make it happen. Yep. I like that. I'm going to put that on the t-shirt. I like that. Yeah, All right. So I got a few... Random questions for you. Um, yeah, what's up? So, when did you fall in love with acting? Um, I'd say fall in love with it. Uh-oh. You know, I've always been a performer. Nah, I um, I started performing when I was younger, but it was never acting. I, I used to be a gospel rapper, and so a lot of it. Was I, like I was really inspired by my cousins who were like some pretty known like Houston rappers, you know, associated with like Scarface and people like that. Okay. And they just they um they just never panned out and like made it to where exactly they wanted to be. But I was always always inspired by them, so I was always on stage at a very young age and like creating my own shows and doing this all this kind of shit. And then oh, can I cuss on here? Yeah, you can do whatever the hell you want. Uh. <laughs> uh so yeah, I um I started to do the, the during these competitions just as a way of of an outlet in middle school or something like that. Like I did my first play as a kid. I was like rapping Rudolph 
And that was oh. awesome. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> rapping Rudolph? Rapping Rudolph. What, what does Rudolph show, have man. to rap about? You know what? Yeah, mama, mama and daddy, I saw mama kissing, said all that. <laughs> it was dope. Rapping Rudolph. And then... um. I really hope so. Yeah, recorded. I need that in my man. I, <laughs> I wish, bro. So, yeah, like seventh grade is when I started doing all these competitions and and really started to like, I don't know, kind of fall into my own. And it wasn't until like, and then I got into high school and I started acting and I knew that this is something I wanted to do, but I wasn't totally like sold on it. Like you know, I was still on that cloth where like it was. You know, be a paramedic, be a fireman, be a this, that, because this is, isn't necessarily going to bring in the bread and butter. Yeah. And it wasn't until my senior year of high school where I became like the, the the first ever state champion for humorous interpretation from my school. And uh, like it was out of thousands of people, it was the Texas, Texas Forensic Association. And, and it wasn't until that where I was like, oh, shit, I got scholarships for school and all that. And I was like, oh, damn, maybe I could really, like, turn this into a career, you know? And so that's where, I mean, I always kind of had a love for it, but I think it was during that year when I was pressing out to try to win that where mm-hmm. it, just, it just clicked. I just understood it. I got it. I, it just clicked for me. It's just like a light bulb turned on. Interesting. Okay. So you were already always, like, kind of, like, I guess, into the competitive of it would you say yeah because i came from a sports background like i played every yeah. single sport growing up mm-hmm. i played every single sport growing up so yeah i, I love that competitiveness of it and like the competition and all that but it wasn't until like and then like getting into college where you're getting you're really doing these shows and you're really diving in deeper on these characters and stuff and falling in love with just the process like i'm so in love with the process yeah I'm so in love with the homework like i spend less time memorizing lines like what I'm working on right now, I spend less time memorizing lines and more on the 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 story, living living the life right. of the character. Who is he? Where is he from? What's this? Like, what is this mental trauma that he's struggling from? What was his dad like? What you know? I spend so much time on that, and I think that's something that goes understated when when it comes to acting. Like everybody want to be on TV and do all that extra shit. Nobody wants to do the work. The real you work. Know what? Like, this, I, is, this is the shit that nobody sees. This is fun. Right. I think that's what I loved about it. Like, I love, like, the backstories. It's like, I, like, a lot of people in my family, like, did a lot of theater and a lot of acting and stuff like that. And me, too. I, like, um, in church, I did all the plays. I was always one. okay, I want to play this one. Let me play Jesus. Let me play, you know. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so yeah. I think I better love it just, like, doing the homework of, like, why this person's acting this way. Why this- way than someone else could do it yeah for sure brian all right so okay why do you think theater is important or do you think theater is important of course i think theater is important and you know i think this during this time it's been a very trying time because you know i'm I'm one of the lead well i am the lead role and i want to say the lead role but i'm one of the lead roles of the show stomp um amazing show i'm so blessed and fortunate to be a part of it but uh we shut down at the at the beginning of the Ooh. pandemic you know we I haven't been I on know that shit had to be on. hard oh it's tough man like I, I had like three different sources of income mm-hmm. going on and then that you know, shit just stopped and it's like yeah sorry y'all it's it like just wait <laughs> 
pulled from under your, your under your toes. And yeah, it was like I, I remember walking out. I remember walking out of the theater on March 15th. I was like, all right, guys, I'll see you guys in two weeks or I'll see you guys in a week. And he's like, damn, you know, nine months later, you know, we got some stuff cooking up that we're going to, I think we're going to, I don't even know if I can talk about that, but yeah. Um, yeah. So since then it's been shut down, but I, there's two sides of the coin. There's me as an artist and there's the part that as a audience member, what it is to be receiving theater mm. and what it's, and what it's, what you should be feeling and experiencing when receiving theaters from an artist side, you know, I've had a lot of experiences where I've had people come up to me and whether they were cancer survivors or this or that, and, or like, sorry, my furnace is doing something weird. Um, where the, hold on, let me turn this off. Sorry. No, good. Yeah. So whether they were cancer survivors or had just lost their daughter or they're like, um, yo, I turned to my wife and I said, hey, this is the first time that that you la- you've laughed in a year. And I'm like, yo, that's a, that's an incredible honor. This lady found us in a hotel and was like, you know, I haven't smiled like that since I lost um, since I lost my husband to cancer. So, you know, you have so many of these experiences mm-hmm. in, in your one time I was in Poland and super freaking racist, super racist. And. And like, just the people look at you with disgust, mm-hmm. and like, it's it's super white Poland, and, and so I stick out like a sore thumb, you know. And I remember after a show, I, I decided to walk home, like just by my for some fucking reason, I just decided to walk home by myself. The hotel was right down the street. I was going like, all right, I'm gonna walk walk home. I start walking home, and these group of this group of like four or five white dudes start walking towards me, oh, and I seen them staring at me. I'm like, oh god damn, what's about to happen, God. And they come up to me and they go, hey, you're the guy from Stomp, right? And I was like, yeah. And they hug me. Oh, wow. <laughs> you know, they hug me. Whereas, like, this thing is transcendent. And mm-hmm. and and some people can, are is able to put their stuff aside to recognize beauty for what it is and recognize how you made them feel. Mm-hmm. You know, like, and that's not to say that these people aren't still racist, but it's saying right. If <laughs> you still touched them, you were yeah. able to touch the races. Congratulations. Right, but, but so yeah, I just think it's a it's a universal kind of language that that people respond to. Not everyone is is necessarily into it, but again, from the uh, from the audience side, it's important because it it allows you to have like an unfiltered dialogue. And say whatever you need to say mm-hmm. in that hour and a half, and uninterrupted, and it allows you to 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 sway minds and and raise awareness. You know what I mean? To to um, express yourself to a to to show kids to show anyone that you know the freedom of expression is still alive and well, and you you know it gives just gives you that outlet to really express yourself and. Um, yeah, I don't know. Even if I wasn't in the arts, I don't know where I, who I would be without the arts. Right. It's you know, sculpting your mind. For sure. And sculpting your mind. We get everything from, from artistry and movies and this and then everything is influenced by everything. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it starts way back. To, this was like one of the first forms of any human entertainment yep. was people entertaining themselves, you know, acting. 
Very well said. Shakespeare. So, since you were talking about film, who was your favorite director? Um, you know, right now I'm going to say uh, Ava DuVernay. Ah, I'm going to say Ava DuVernay right now. Yeah, uh, I really like Ava, and I really like Antoine Fuquay. Good one. Uh, really like Antoine Fuquay. Who else? I like uh, Harmony Corinne. Okay. I like Harmony Corinne. Uh, I like Lena Waithe. I'll just throw that out there. Yeah, Lena's bad. She's a badass. Yes, she is. She's my stepson, but we'll talk about that another time. No, for sure. Yeah. (laughs) Uh... That's all that's really coming to me right now. I'm trying to think of. Oh wait, what's the guy? Um, Ali. Um, Inaritu. Oh, okay. I can't think of his first name right now. Uh, Alejandro Inaritu, I believe. He he did Birdman. He did uh, Non Inception. Hold on. Damn, I can't think. Of... Yeah, Alejandro Inaritu. Yeah. I'm gonna look him up. Yeah, he's. He, you should check it. You should check him out. He's. From a cinematography standpoint, there's no one else on his level. He did the Revenant. He's just a brilliant eye, and you know. And also, you know, shout out to um, I, I'm tripping right now. Shout out to um, Amy and and Dan Palladino from Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Yeah. I, I had an amazing time working with them, and I just think they're brilliant minds. Well, look at you! Like I've worked with them, um, but I just want to say, rest in peace, John Singleton, my forever favorite director. Dog, talk about it, man. Listen, talk about it. Boys in the Hood, Poetic Justice, it just changed my life. Spike Lee too. I always got to give respect to Spike. I'm telling story, yeah. our stories yeah. in a different way, yeah, in different cultures. I, I love that. So it's sure. always be inspiration sure. to me. Definitely a lot of respect there. Okay, so what is one of your favorite memories on stage? Oh. Oh, I'm making Reggie think. I like that. I'm making him think. Hello. Like, damn. (laughs) Uh, Honestly, the one that pops out the most, when, when, I'm just gonna go over where my mind went when you initially asked me the question, okay. and not think of too much about it. The one that pops out the most is during the audition for Star, okay. and it was, you know, I'm on stage, but it was during the audition for Stomp, and the creator is in the audience. And prior to this audition, I had just lost my brother to gun violence, oh, and it was maybe a month after the before the audition, and when when it happened. And so I was still kind of struggling with that. And I was in New York and I had got down here at four o'clock in the morning and I'm tired and I emptied my account to get down here. And I'm just like trying to make it as an artist. And I'm like just really fighting for this. And we this was out of thousands of people, you know, like this was on the fourth or fifth day now mm-hmm. of callbacks. And so um, we're down to the, the final callback. We went from thousands of people to now we're down to the top 15. And um. Yeah, we're, so we're down to the top 15, and so we're tired, we're exhausted, and the director is like, all right, one more, and we're done. So we do one more, and he sees that we're like, 
hands on show. I mean, hit, yeah, hands on knees, just tired, exhausted. And he's like, you know what? One more. And he was like, just do it one more time. And so now I'm all out of shit. Mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't came up with as much stuff as I could come up with. Like I'm trying to improv as much as I can. I'm like, damn, my mind is mentally exhausted. I'm so fatigued right now. But, and that's just so we'll, we'll get into that, but that's just so indicative as to what stuff is. But we, um, so I'm exhausted and I go out and I do not remember what I did. I was so tired. And I just remember looking at in the audience, like in the orchestra and in the audience and the seats are swaying and it's like, almost like I'm, I'm getting ready to pass out. And I'm just, I'm just channeling my brother. And I'm just like, I have so much passion for this. I just want this so bad. And I'm out there and I don't even know what I'm doing. I can't tell you exactly what I was doing. All I can say is at the end of it, I jumped up in the air and I still haven't done this move on stage. It was only in the audition. (laughs) I jumped up in the air. I did a 360, came down in the splits, came back up and went, ah, (laughs) and I just screamed and and started like panting and like looking at the, looking at the creator. I was just like, I I was in a trance. It was, I left that space and I went to another spot and was just like doing something and, Came down, was like, huh, huh, huh. and then the director went, ah, and screamed back at me. It was like, <laughs> shit, I felt that. You know, he felt that. And, and that is one of my fondest, because I, I booked it then. Yeah, I, He felt exactly what I was as an artist, as a person who, some people want to do this for, for fame and for that, or money or that. You, when you do it for the love, for the passion, the passion pure right. passion. Mm-hmm. Why God put you here. You know, it hits different. You see it. You see it different. You see you you feel a genuineness there. But yeah, you know what? Sure. The fact that you still have to go to the competitive nature. You know what? It, it's in your blood, though. I'll, I'll let you let you make it with yeah, that. Man. <laughs> but that's good, though. I, I feel like yeah, your brother was definitely there with you. He <laughs> was in that trance. Uh, um, <laughs> no, absolutely. My one yeah. of my favorite memories on stage is like when the audience doesn't know that like somebody forgot a line and you can kind of like improvise and like just try to make it work and then you go back to oh, oh, yeah. like what the hell were y'all doing? Well shit. The audience didn't know. <laughs> they didn't know so we did. Improv talking about <laughs> random stuff. The gun is in the kitchen. <laughs> like, huh? like what? Okay. Um, <laughs> so are there any downfalls in your opinion to this industry that you can discuss? Well, I don't think it's for everyone. Yeah, I think it's a very, especially during this time, it's been a very trying time, and and I think it's very it's it's notable to say that just as easy as you can be on top of the world, you can be at the very bottom. You know, just as easy as you can be booking and you know booking left and right and just like really paving the way. Just like that, it comes in ebbs and flows. Mm-hmm. You can be back paving the like back, just beating the pavement, trying to trying to make it do. I, I don't think it's for every like the the mental stability it takes Ooh, is. Listen, I don't want to say I'm parallel because there are other professions out there, but but there's so much rejection, mm-hmm. and that does something to a human mind when you're constantly stepping up to the batter's box, and and is there's just so much rejection. You swing and you miss. You swing and you miss. You know, people only see. The, the booking, mm-hmm. they don't have any idea what it took for that person to get there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And they don't come with like sleeping with people and all that. that this is a hustle. Right. You have a, some people get, some people are benefited by knowing people and 
having casting directors as friends and all this kind of shit. There, there are moments, but there's a lot of actors who's working their fucking ass off doing the day in day out things to to make it work. And it, and it's just a never ending battle. It's a never ending hustle. Like I'm literally, if you can see my desk right now, it's covered in scripts right now, and my journal, and like it's a never ending grind. If you want this, and and I don't think I think it goes. Like, um, I think that kind of falls by the wayside a bit. Mm-hmm. The the amount of work that it takes. Yeah, there's a lot of downsides. I, I wouldn't recommend it for anybody. I would only recommend it for you if you really really feel like that this is your passion. This is what God put if you, you here eat, for. Sleep and shit. Yeah, anything. Any exactly. artistry. You have to really want it. You have to be hungry for it every day. Even when you get Absolutely. it, you'll be hungry for it. But I think that's exactly. what like kind of irritated me about it. Like, Back in Sam, like I saw like so many people like just get passed over, like, oh well no, because I I know them. Like the inner the inner action yeah, that I um, saw, like it was just like ugh, just off-putting to me. You know, you're gonna be real. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna let's be real for a second. Okay. Um because we we just brought up Sam and I'm not gonna mention any names mm-hmm. because I don't know where this podcast is gonna go. I'm not gonna <laughs> say any names at all. But I'm gonna try to do this story without saying names. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a call back one year. I had just transferred. I was going to another school and I transferred to Sam. I got a scholarship from Penny. Transferred there. I was like, "All right, cool. Let's um, boom." I'm, so I'm auditioning and I'm not booking. I'm like, okay. I had also had other offers at other schools, mm-hmm. but, but I chose Sam because it was close to Houston. My family it had a really good theater department. I didn't want to be, um, I didn't want to be a black actor, per se. Yeah. And this is also something I, who I love. Um, I'm going to say her name, Maureen McIntyre. Uh, I absolutely love Miss Mac. She she is the only reason why I stayed at Sam. And you know, she used to work with me personally because I, I felt like the black students at Sam just did not have a fair shot. And she and told me that before. Get, but yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, they they just were not uh as equally viewed as their white counterparts. Mm-hmm. So I had a, a callback for something. Killed this fucking callback. Killed it. Everyone in the room was like, I don't know how you didn't book that. Mm-hmm. What in the hell? We were watching the same thing. <laughs> so I'm not sure. And not to say that you should book everything. And like right. don't get me wrong. But this was one particularly hit different because we were all in the room. It was like, what is happening? You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, what is happening? So I went to this director's office. I went to his office, knocks on the door. I was like, sir, can you explain to me just exactly what the heck is going on here? You know, I've been here for a bit and my booking and I, I'm just trying to figure out what exactly is happening. And he closes his door and he says, Reggie. There is um, things that goes on behind closed doors that I can't tell you. All I'm going to tell you is that this is educational theater and you're going to do really well, really well in the real world. And and I said, I'm paying as well. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah, know, like, I'm paying for it. Well. Wait a minute. Like, I'm paying for education as well, bro. <laughs> what you mean? What you mean? Like, yeah, I just couldn't play that. So game. I'm not supposed to get an education. Shit. I'm supposed to get. Yeah, I'm supposed to get a good job and sit down. Like, yeah. try again. Get... <laughs> try again. Oh, I'm not gonna. Yeah, but yeah, that was the that was some of the vibes of of 
Sam, which I will say they have made incredible strides to try to change that. And so all you can do, you can't continue to like, yeah, we had a different, the short end of the stick, but all we can hope for is progress in the future. And they seem like they're making like real strides to be more inclusive. Mm. And so, you know, yeah, they're on the same wavelength as America is on. But anyway, um, Exactly. Yeah. Let's like change because I'm I'm about to get mad again. That was over ten years ago. Anyway, so I know what what are some behind the scene moments that comes to your mind that you want to share? It's like with um any project. Let's say like a project where you like, damn, I wish like the audience knew that this and that was going on. Okay, one that pops out in my mind immediately. In Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, I think it was episode five, maybe. I don't know. It was maybe episode five. I don't know. But I had a scene where I had to um I had to file down my my read for my saxophone. Mm-hmm. And so I'm using a knife. They give me when they gave me the knife, I was like, damn, this is a sharp ass knife. You know, I'm like, damn, this is sharp. And I'm clumsy. I'm not gonna lie and say I'm not clumsy. I know I'm clumsy, okay? It's because you act I know your whole body. Me. You really you're you're one of those actors you really commit to Yeah, I'm clumsy as fuck, man. And when they gave me that knife, I immediately was nervous because I was like, oh fuck. I know I'm already thinking about the camera and my performance, and I got an extra, you know extenuating circumstance with this nice extenuating circumstance with this knife um so i'm like all right cool so i'm i'm doing the i'm action she calls action and i'm doing the read and i'm getting ready to say my line or whatever and i cut myself i cut my 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 uh my finger and i have a white suit on and this is live (laughs) this is going you know the camera is going so i'm sitting here if you go back they 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 edited well, but if you go back, no, I didn't use that one. But I was like sitting there trying like to trying to lick it real quick, <laughs> like, trying to make it part of my character, <laughs> trying to make it part of my character. Like to get my finger to lick his finger. Yeah, I don't, you know, it's like lick it or just hide it. But I was trying to also keep it off my suit because I knew our costume designer would fucking kill me mm-hmm. if I put blood on this white suit. You know, and I'm, and I'm like, oh, and so. I was so embarrassed. Cut myself. They said cut. I tried to go up to the assistant stage manager very discreetly and like, hey, do you know where I can um, find a first aid, uh, like uh, uh, a Band-Aid or something like that? I just I just nicked myself. Just nicked myself really good. I didn't want to like pause mm-hmm. the entire production because of me. You know, I was just like, I just need a Band-Aid. I'll be fine. You know, or just something like just something. And she went, oh, <laughs> <laughs> all the lights stopped. <laughs> All the Bucky. lights stop, the camera stop, shit just like pops up. All the attention is on yeah, me. Oh, we have a we have a bleeder. He's bleeding. I was like, call oh my god, the medic. Call the here. medic. So you should have just went all out. Call the medic. Like, oh, yeah, call the medic. It's about to fall off. I was so irritated. I stopped the whole production. There were so many people there. I stopped the whole production because I cut my finger with this knife. So that is probably something. And then they were fine. And they, we, they put some like liquid, um, some, what, what is it called? Um, no, they put a Band-Aid on it. And because of the way I was sitting, you couldn't see it. But that's what happened. I was very, very embarrassed by that. Now but it is what it is. And see, they can see what, what you're trying to lick your finger. They're going to be like, oh, see, that's... It's backstage. <laughs> it's what we're doing, the backstage scene. We're getting ready to play and we're waiting on Shy. 
and we're waiting on Shot Baldwin to show up, and he shows up, and he's kind of beat up. It's that whatever episode that was, and I'm sitting at the and I'm sitting at the on the on the uh, stool. <laughs> All right, so. so we're gonna go to the random section of the question. What is a random fact you think that people would be surprised about you? A random fact that people will be surprised about me. I'm really making you think. I'm proud of myself. You know, I was up late with these questions. I was like, I'm a uh, getter. <laughs> I started school. I started school when I was three, and I graduated when I was sixteen. Oh, look at you, smart ass. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, who's your favorite artist right now, or song? Toby Nwigwe, Houston, Texas. Hey, Toby Nwigwe. That's yeah. Shout out to Toby. He's he's a dope artist and he inspires me, man. So if you don't know Toby Nwigwe, and you should familiarize yourself with that talent, man. He's on his way. I like that. Okay, so the last question I had: What is the legacy that you want to leave behind? That's a great question. I talk a lot about this. I talk a lot about this. And more than any accolades or anything, I want to be remembered as someone who who genuinely made a contribution, who lived out their purpose and genuinely made a contribution to all of mankind. You know, and if that is by way of artistry, then that's fine. If my vessel should be used as a builder for some modder, for this, for that, then you know, I'm I'm just I am a vessel and I, you know, I, um, yeah, I, I, I'm just here to live out my purpose, man. And I just want to continue to do well by people. You know, I want to be an an example to my little brothers do well by people, you know, that's a great legacy. You're on your way. You know, shout out, shout out to my, my girl, you know, just being, just, you try to be when your legacy. When you talk about your legacy, it doesn't necessarily go down to what people see. It's the things right. that people don't see. You know, don't see right. Really know you, how they're going to talk about you. Mm-hmm. So you know, it's just being a good man for my lady, being a good brother for my my brothers, being a good um, good, good know, brother and son. Yeah, man, just there, just trying to do my best to to give the my best into the universe, and that's how I want to be known as somebody who worked their ass off, who always gave their best. And you know, continue to fight even when he was laying on his back. So, well, before I go, I definitely want to <laughs> bring up when we were in that acting class together. You remember the scene we did, bro? Yes, the, of the course, I know what scene we did. Juice. We did juice, bro. You were the only yeah, person, that. first of all. I, I think it was my idea to do that, but I was so pissed off the whole time because I'm like, okay. Reggie's not, not just gonna let me do whatever. He just like, no, do it again, bro. No, you. I don't believe that shit. Yeah. I'm like, who is he talking? Hold on. Back then, listen, my attitude was out of there. You was the only one that was like that had me to really think. Like, all right, he's trying to bring something out of me. Yeah, I'm gonna, bro. I'm gonna give it to him. I'm gonna give it to him just so we can shut up because I was push each other, man. <laughs> but I was, I was push each other at the end of that. I was so proud. Yeah, it was a great scene. Miss Mac loved that shit. She did like she that. I, I remember that. I remember that. Very... You didn't even tell me what you think about that poem because I showed her that poem first. My lord, I'm sorry. I'm telling you, 
I got some news yesterday, and since I got that news, I've been in the lab. I've been, on, I've right, been in right. the lab. But let me uh, give it a look real quick if you got some time. Oh, yeah. Good. I'm not resting. Hold on. It's, you sent it to my Facebook? Yes, sir. Yeah, Miss Mack was like, please let me keep this. And I, I had wrote it on my journal um, paper. I got you right like, now. Can I please keep yes, this? Hold on. Can I share it to people? Can I read it all out? Yeah, go ahead. You sure? No, you got to be, be in character now. Since, since you're doing this, be in character. Let's go. I know, I know. But I'm, <laughs> I'm saying if I'm going to read it, I might as well just read it anyway. So forgive yeah, me sure. if I mess up a little bit. But um, you sure you want to share this? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's no longer mine anymore. I'm so all right. So this is a poem called My Cry for Yesterday by Josh York. My Cry for Yesterday. Today is looking like a brighter day because the one above showed me the way. Others have tried to tell me it's okay, but with my past, I can't help but to go astray. The tears have been on hold for years. I had to release and let go of the fears. I had to let go of the overbearing weight that held me from being a good person for my own sake. The pain I held inside has changed my ways. So for tomorrow, I cried for yesterday. I want to move on and work on me to become a wiser, stronger version of the man I used to be. I never wanted anyone to, to know about my that held me back and withheld my trust. Someone told me to let it all go. If I never told anyone, how would they know? Okay, I confess. I've been hurt before and thought I could heal it alone so I wouldn't have so it wouldn't happen anymore. But the pain that I tried to hide resurfaced unexpectedly. And I met the child that has never healed inside of me. Hurt no more, young Josh. I told myself, but that affirmation didn't seem to help. <laughs> Why won't this just disappear? Go back to the bottom of my brain or even the rear. Uh wait, wait. okay. My cry for yesterday was long and strange because I am reminded that the sun will appear after the rain. Now I can stop the pain and learn from the past. No matter where, no matter what, you can't let the pain from the wound last. Joshua York. Hey! Yo, that's hot. That's fire. That's um deep. I think it's deep. I think it's really uh vulnerable. Yeah, I think you're you're really letting people into your world. Yeah, it's good. I have to. I'm gonna release a poem book pretty soon here, so more to come. More to come. Yo, you gotta um, you can put those put that into some. We'll talk offline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's talk offline. Yeah, all right. But I appreciate you for coming on, bro. Appreciate you for reading that. Of course, man. Of course, brother. Thank you for having me, man. This is um, this has been an incredible honor to you know link back with you, man. Don't don't be a stranger, man. Never, you know, never. in any way that I can be of assistance, um, you know, you you let me know. I'm all about nep nepotism, and you know, oh, so big, we build big together. Words. Come on, big words. Yeah, show that college degree. Show it. <laughs> I know <laughs> exactly. So, all right, but I'm, I'm yeah, gonna man. hit you up though. All right, y'all, we'll be right when, back. Uh, when is this going live? I will let you know. <laughs> I have to do like your intro hey. and put your accolades and all that stuff in there. So. 
I know you're not going to be boastful, so I'll do it for you. Word. All right, my brother. All right. Good talking to you, man. Bless you. Stay safe. All right. You too, bro.